This is Indie Business Podcast, Episode 52. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I'm your host, mentor and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com and the hostess of the Indie Cruise and the Maker Mastermind Experience. My goal is to help you build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Nevis Rathbun of By Nevis in Petrolia, California. Nevis's business started out of an inexplainable passion for skincare products and perfume. She describes her brand as a kind of vintage, but also modern one, and she's done an exquisite job of creating a special niche for herself at shows and in indie boutiques and spas in cities around the country. You'll love hearing a little bit about her approach to entrepreneurship and how she didn't have this big grand plan when she got started. She describes her growth as organic And she grew a little at a time by selling a few things and then buying a few supplies and then selling a few more things and buying a few more supplies and so forth. You'll benefit so much from the tips Nevis offers to help you embrace and appreciate the intersection between who you are as a person and who you are as an entrepreneur. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 52. I can't wait to introduce you to Nevis Rathbun of By Nevis in Petrolia, California. But first, this podcast is brought to you by the Indie Business Network, the online entrepreneurial mentoring and coaching network helping makers and handmade entrepreneurs launch, manage, and grow a sustainable and profitable business. You can find out more today and join at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. And now let's welcome Nevis Rathbun of By Nevis in Petrolia, California. Nevis Rathbun of By Nevis in Petrolia, California. How are you today? I'm great. I'm <clears throat> just so tickled to be talking to you. Well, let me just tell you, I have watched you for so many years. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about how much I love your products. But I'm just really excited to be able to meet with someone and to use technology to kind of get inside your head a little bit. Your brand is such an amazing thing to me. And our listeners don't know as much about it as I do. So I want to dive in a little bit here and go back into the history, Nevis. I know that um, you have been in the beauty and skincare industry for a long time. So take us back a little bit to the beginning and what is the what is the inspiration for the By Nevis brand? Well, I've been interested in body care and sort of luxury and natural forever. I grew up in the boonies and that's a whole other story that we might talk about. But when I discovered aromatherapy, to me that was just this wonderful blend of natural herbal medicine and the luxury of perfumery and also with all the healing aspects. And then I really got interested in skincare, um, sort of by accident, by starting to work with a company in Nevada City, California, called Vitae. And then uh, <clears throat> after leaving Nevada City, I went to San Francisco and worked for a company called Zia Natural Skincare. And I just love the 
I love skincare, <laughs> to put it simply. And um, but at a certain point, it, like like so many people, I was wanting a product that I couldn't find on the market, and that's how I got started making stuff myself. And so, tell me a little bit about this love for skincare. I mean. Your voice just sort of swooned a little bit when you described that. Where does that come from? Where, where, do, where do you credit that to? Well, that, I, I'm not sure I can find the origins of that, of that love. But where, where I am with it right now is that I just feel so lucky that I get to make these products and that they're helpful for people. And I just get such wonderful emails and and conversations with people at events where, where people tell me that it actually changed their lives, like, wow. which is just amazing to me and how, how lucky I am that I get to do just this one tiny bit of, of, uh, of positive influence in the world. So Nevis, once you decided you wanted to start your own business and you had such a wealth of, of experience from those other two companies, both of which I'm familiar with, and they have great products. I'm not sure they're still in business, but I do remember buying them myself back in the day. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about, you know, you, you decided you saw a need in the market. There was some space there that wasn't being filled. And what did you do next? Well, I started making products for myself. I started with the balm. That was my first product. And I started sharing it with friends. And my <laughs> my uh, testing, my market testing, there's a better word for that, um, is I make a batch of something. I give it to friends. If they come back with empty bottles asking for or more, I know it's a success. If they never mention it again, <laughs> then I move on. <laughs> so, and that's actually kind of what I did with all of my products. As I was develop developing them, I got them to a place that I like them for myself, and then I start testing them on friends and family. Uh, and the the empty bottle test is really a good one. I have people ask me who are just starting companies about that, and I I just feel like that is, um, yeah. that's key because your friends are never going to say they didn't like it. Mm -hmm. That's true. But, that's true. But they, but they might not come back asking for more. Right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So so you started with the bomb and I, I actually love that product. And then so but it's been a while now. So did you did you get on Etsy? Did you go online on your own website? What, what did you do? Well, I first um, I, I did make a website and I started um, talking about it with acquaintances and I was lucky enough to have some friends with stores. I had a friend with a salon and a friend with a spa, and they were kind enough to carry the product. And that was just as a favor, and it was real small, but it gave me a little bit of confidence mm -hmm. to start approaching other stores. And um, <clears throat> once the website was live, then I started doing craft fairs. And I, I have to say that for me, craft fairs are just a, a great marketing opportunity. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and I can tell that you enjoy it because um, I saw you personally um, at Maker Mastermind last year in San Francisco at Renegade. And um, I, your booth was so beautiful and so simple and so lovely. And I felt like I was the only person in there. And I think I bought like one of everything <laughs> because everything is so lovely. So it sounds like you actually started off doing wholesale. A lot of people start off online and then move into that. Like, how did you know wh what you wanted to do and where you wanted to sell your products at the very beginning of your business? Well, I have to say that I, I didn't have a real grand plan to start with. Okay. I, if I would have known what, this business was like 10 years ago, I wouldn't have started because I would have freaked out and, and thought, I don't know how to get there. <laughs> mm. But what I did was just all these baby steps and every baby step kind of informed the next step. And that's also how I, just to tangent a little bit, that's how I built the company financially too. I started making batches of six or 12 and then just as those sold, I could buy a little more ingredients. And so the company really built organically. And that was also with my customer base. So you really just, it was, it was, it was like one step at a time. And so it, it's, it reminds me of the saying, um, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just the next step. Exactly. And just my person, personality, and I think that I'm not the only one. I'm sorry, it's starting to rain and it's really loud. Is that working out for you? Um, well, you know, I, as long as I can still hear you and we'll tell our listeners, um, okay. let's just tell our listeners where you are, um, <laughs> because okay. Nevis lives in a place called the Lost Coast. So tell I, us a little bit about how you ended up there from a city like San Francisco. So the Lost Coast is this portion of the California, Northern California coast that doesn't have a highway because it's so rugged, they couldn't build Highway 1 here. So um, that's why this portion is called the Lost Coast, and it's very rural. I'm about an hour and a half from the nearest highway. It's gorgeous. We call it the edge of the world. Um, we moved here partly to take care of my husband's mother, my mother-in-law. She's 94. We live with her, and we care for her, um, and also partially because we wanted to raise our boy where he could run wild in the woods and um and there's a great school here and and i'm able to run my business the same as i was able to run it in oakland in this day and age i get all of my supplies via uh ups usps and freight and and i ship all my packages via usps and ups and we have all that here so it and I have internet, so it's just the same. The The one thing that is a challenge is there just isn't as much face-to-face -face networking. Mm -hmm. And so like when you need help in your business, like uh, if you need to get someone maybe during the holiday season or whatever, do are you able to find people? I do have a crew and um, you nailed it. That is the biggest challenge of being mm. here um, because people don't move to the Lost Coast because they want an office job. Right. <laughs> so it's, it is really challenging to staff my business. And um, I have a great crew right now. 
but I I lost my my main gal about four months ago because she needed to move on for 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 lots of reasons and mm-hmm. so moved out of the area and yeah. So so it sounds like your brand is closely connected to a specific lifestyle because um, the, the one the lifestyle that you actually described um, because your products kind of reflect that they're they're very small line of really unique high-end products and let me just tell you you guys you Nevis, I want you to tell the story of your perfume, your per, your your most recent <laughs> perfume, the one that I um, drooled all over in San Francisco last year. I want you to tell that story because I think it fits so well in the maker lifestyle and also it fits your brand so beautifully. Okay, so the ephemera perfume. So first of all, I woke up with the name ephemera perfume in my head like eight years ago and I wrote it down and I put it on my bulletin board and I Googled it to make sure nobody had that name. And um, I just love that name, ephemera perfume. And then I thought, well, one of these days I'll, I'll make, make a perfume. And uh, just to let you know, I am such a pig for essential oils that I rinse every beaker. I rinse every pipette. Um, I save every experiment and I started putting all that into a jar, a glass gallon jar I called everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would use that everything as, just as a room spray or whatever. And then I started like spraying it on myself and I was kind of loving it. And then one day I thought, hey, this is the ephemera of my business right here. And so uh, the gallon was full. I adjusted it a little bit just to balance out the, the notes. And that is the ephemera perfume. There was, it was a limited edition of 80 bottles. And it's completely unrepeatable because it was assembled drop by drop in the process of, of uh, working with my, my products. Well, and lucky me got bottle number 78. Let me just say that. Um, and it was such a big deal for me. Um, and so this is this is key. This is a key that I want to really get across because in, in doing that, what you ended up doing was bottling the story of your business. And so we're studying one of the things we're studying now in the Indie Business Book Club is the importance of making sure that you have a story and a message around your brand and that you're not just selling products, right? Like I can get perfume anywhere, but when you told me that story uh, and I have watched your business grow almost since it started for so many years, I was like, I need that. I didn't care how much it costs. I didn't care what I had to do. I would wait all day for you to find it. I needed that bottle because I wanted to be a part of your story. Yeah. It's really wonderful that it's like a, a, uh, a scent snapshot of mm-hmm. my business for the last eight years. So, so can you convey like to some, maybe we have some new makers who are listening, new entrepreneurs, and they're trying to capture their business in, in some sort of a, a way that conveys meaning into the hearts of their customers. Can you share some of the strategies, some of the approaches that you take, some of the mindset tips that you can share with people to help them embrace that and then make it tangible in their businesses? Yes, I think I can. When I very first started making products, I I wanted to call my business True Products. And I thought that was a really 
an honest name for what I wanted to do. And I had a, a friend, a performer friend, sit me down for a serious talk and say, Nevis, you can't be afraid of selling yourself. And you, you're, you have a good name, so use it. And so I changed the, I mean, at that point, I didn't have a website or anything, but I changed to Buy Nevis. And I am lucky that I do have an unusual name, but we all have things that are unusual. And um, it's a challenge to be honest and be um, <clears throat> authentic with your how you feel but I've what I've found is that when I am the most authentic with my vision people respond to that and mm. resonate with that and and so that's small things like I might drop the f-bomb every once in a while because guess what I can it's mm -hmm. my company and um and people are charmed by that you know because I can or I, I do have an unusual personal origin story and and I use that too because it's something it's one of the tools that I have in my personal toolbox and we all have a, an, a story yes yes <laughs> And, uh, and and also, I feel I'm really passionate about just working with independent spas, boutiques, and salons. But other people might be really passionate about, you know, getting into Nordstrom or, and and that's totally okay. We just have to find out what we are passionate about. Good, good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the, the the notion of making sure that what you're doing has a message that your customers that that actually resonates with them and 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 even if it includes the f-bomb right because um, that's how it is from time to time so when i saw you at the market i was so intrigued you came over to me I'll tell this quick little story you came over to me i don't know we were across the market from your booth somewhere i don't really we weren't near where your products were you came over to me and you tapped me on the shoulder and I saw you and I was like, oh my gosh, it's her. So we embraced. And then I said, where's your booth? I have to get there. And you said, do you see that street sign? Like a billion feet away. <laughs> do you see that sign? That's mine. And I looked over there and of course I knew what your logo looked like. And there it was. And I thought, how genius is that? In this place, this huge gallery filled with a billion different companies you figured out how to be able to tell someone where your wa yours was from like a half a football field away. So <laughs> what I want to ask you is to share, you have really good instincts when it comes to this. Because when I got into the booth, I was like, this is like, I am inside Nevis's brain right now. I felt that way. And so I want you to share if you could, because you do a lot of markets and you do them so well. What is your approach to creating this kind of unique experience in a room that's filled with thousands of other makers, some of whom are making and offering products that are similar to yours. What is your standout philosophy there? Well, it's very similar to my last answer, and that's find something that resonates for you. Like for me, I love antique trunks, and I love raw edged wood so it's this kind of antique slash rustic but it's not too like ducky goosey antiquey chicy but it, i don't know it has a sort of victorian edge i just use what what i like and 
Um, and I also, well, I did spend some time working in retail, so I got some experience with merchandising that way. But I, I noticed things like the shingle that you mentioned that we could see from so far away. I saw that on a different, a, a booth in a different category at some other event and thought, oh yeah, I want one of those. And then the way that we put it together, we had like lichen covered wood frame. And it, it, so it's all very much my brand and my style, but just noticing things that really stand out mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and going from there, you know, if it would, yeah. And, and it is you too, because, I, I, you know, because when I go to your website, what I see this, um, you, you said vintage, but I also see modern. It's a combination yeah. of vintage and modern. And it seems like you're doing that very intentionally because when I look at photographs of you, I see the same thing. Like there's yeah. a lot of black and white, but you're wearing modern boots. Or you may have like um, a, a vintage makeup style. I mean, a modern makeup style, but then your hair is vintage. It's like, it's so fascinating to see that combination. So when, when you set up your booth, like, what are some of the things, like, what are some of the tricks that you can share in terms of keeping uh, the thing, the products that your customers need to see away from like all the bins and all that stuff? And you, you use trunks, as you said, and I was so um, intrigued when I asked for one of your ephemera perfumes, one of the 80 bottles, and you, you knelt down and you opened up this old trunk and you were going through them trying to find number 80 for me, but someone else had already bought it. Um, and, and it was just, it was such an experience to me. It wasn't just buying something. It was a whole, a whole experience. And so when you put those things together for people, like how do you, decide what is going to work in terms of that experience with your customers? Well, I also have a little bit of background in, um, in uh, theater. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. And, um, and for me, I feel like the show starts when you start unloading. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, the show is constant. That's the thing is like, and that's the, the the how do we balance how we present ourselves and do it in the most authentic way and then it's hardly even a show at all you know uh, what i mean yes i so, do yes i do and i'm so it's so i'm so excited to hear you say that because what it does is it frees everyone else to not be vintage to not be all the things that you just said, but to be themselves and always be in that character and connect it to your brand so your customers can experience that that way. Absolutely. And you don't even know how many times I've been talking about my company at a cocktail party or something. And then that leads to an article in a magazine or something. So like super random, not like I was even talking to that person, but then that person talked to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, I feel like I'm just always on because you never know whether that cranky person that comes into your booth is um, married to an editor or uh, you don't know. And not that you want to be like, sucking up all the time, but that you want to be authentic all the time. Well, and here's the thing. It, you, you mentioned a second ago the word balance. Like, 
like balancing who you are as a woman and who you are as an entrepreneur? And do you find that the overlap between those two things is very significant, so significant that it's a benefit on both sides? Can you ask me that? And I don't know if I understood. Okay, let me start over. Because my dog started barking and he might have been a distraction. And we, we can edit this a little bit. Um, you mentioned the, the idea of balance and being sort of in character all the time. And how are you finding as an entrepreneur, because you've been in business for quite a few years, are you finding as an entrepreneur that you're in character for your business and being who you are overlap so significantly that they're almost intertwined. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And that I feel like is the <clears throat> the core challenge is um, finding ways to be in business as myself so that it, there's just it's seamless hmm. that I get to, I get to sleep well at night because I know that I'm working with people that I love working with. And there, there used to be like traditionally in, in my lifetime anyway, in traditionally work meant you went to work and you worked for a certain amount of time and then you stopped and then you came home and you did home for a certain amount of time and you got the same thing all over again the next day. What I'm what I'm finding and enjoying and the time that we live in right now is that there is no distinction almost. It's not separate silos anymore. And that takes a lot of new entrepreneurs a bit of time to get used to. It does. And I feel like in the first few years I did that a hundred percent. I was a hundred percent on all the time. And now that I've been in business for a while, it's another challenge of finding ways to step away from work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're a mom as well, so you know, I'm a mom. Yeah. I'm a mom, and I'm caring for uh, my mother-in-law, and I sometimes even possibly need to care for myself. <laughs> right, if you can fit that in, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, and of course that's so, that's always a challenge. Absolutely, but now I take weekends off. I just I don't respond to business emails. I don't pick up the phone on weekends, unless of course I'm doing an event. Then, then I'm working on weekends. But um, that to me felt like a a, um, a growth marker mm-hmm. when I could start to say I'm taking the weekends off. Oh, I love it. And, and well deserved too. Nevis, how do you decide what shows to do and which ones not to do? Well, when I first started my business, I did every single show I could hear uh, that I heard of that I could get to. And I feel like that was that was good for a small, small, tiny business. Now I just do events that I that I like. And that could mean because it's just a well curated event and I know I'm going to see people that are there that I like and that it's going to be the customers that I want to, uh, be with. Um, or if an event is just really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I, I'm doing less and less events all the time. I basically do, I think, four or five events a year at this mm-hmm. point. And so the makeup of your business now is four or five events a year. And those are obviously in-person exchanges of merchandise right there on the spot. You also yep. have a website and you also I, do wholesale. Like what is the um, percentage mix of, is it like, you know, 35, 35 and the rest is another, like, how do you divide that up and how do you, um, you know, sort of financially make sure that you're getting enough of each one of those so that you have the balance that you want in your income? Well, I uh, we do about at profit level, we do about equal with wholesale and retail. Mm-hmm. But that means, of course, we do a lot more volume with wholesale. Okay. Um, but I would say as far as my business goes, it's probably 40, 40, 20 at mm. this point, 40 retail, 40 wholesale, 20 events. And um, but so when you say retail, then you mean retail off your website? I do. Okay. Um, and and the events is also retail, but um, mm-hmm. that's face to face. Do you when, like that mix? I do. I do. I I used to think of it as a as an even thirds split, and I like that we're moving into more more wholesale and retail and less shows. Fewer shows. Yeah. It's a lot of work to do those shows. Um, And they are. But you know what? The value of being in front of your customer and seeing their reaction to your product and looking at their eyes and looking at where their where their body goes when they see your product and their body language. I mean, is that something that actually informs you in a way that you can't get informed anywhere else about? Yeah. Talk a little yeah. bit about that and, and how you use those experiences to uh, move your brand forward. Well, like I said at the beginning, I feel like doing events as a as a, a fledgling company is so valuable on so many levels. One is you're getting your name and your, your products out there in front of people. The other is the practice with the spiel. And it's because it takes a while to figure out how to talk about your products and how to talk about your company. And so if you're at an event and you do, you talk about a specific product a hundred times in a day, you're going to get, you're going to find the poetry and you're going to find the specific combination of words that gets the message across as quickly as possible. And you can also read, you can watch the person that you're talking to to see what resonates. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, there's no way that you could get that experience just by yourself in your lab or your office. Excellent points. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't get it online. Absolutely not. You can get nice testimonials and good feedback there. I guess now with video, you can you can get it a little bit, but the tactile experience of um, feeling, you know, the products and everything, it just it's just not replaceable. Absolutely. And, and then once you start to get so comfortable talking about your products, because you've, you've, you've done it hundreds of times, and you bomb sometimes, you know, there's been times I'm talking about a product that I love, you know, uh, to, to someone and you can just feel it's going wrong. <laughs> and yeah. they walk 
way and you're like, oh, oops, <laughs> can't win them all. Right. <laughs> then other times it totally flows and it's amazing. And then that gives confidence for when you're going to eventually walk into a store and present yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Do you feel like entrepreneurship is like the best confidence training ground ever? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, I feel so much more confident now, of course, than when I started because I've had a, a lot of positive reinforcement. But oh my gosh, the first couple of stores that I got into, even though they were my friends, I would go in and I would be shaking and I was so nervous. And now if I now, honestly, mostly I'm in stores that they approach me. I'm not uh, at this point reaching out all that much. What a nice position to be in. It is a nice position to be in. But when I do approach a store, I feel the confidence knowing that I can walk in there and it's either going to be a good match or not. It's not me going in and saying, oh, do you want to try my stuff? It's more Mm -hmm. like, hey, I have this awesome stuff and you have a cute store. Maybe we're a good match. And walking in with that confidence it just is a win-win mm-hmm. because either we get the account or we don't and it's fine because it wasn't a good match. Nevis, what is the hardest part of managing your business today? Oh my gosh. Uh, honestly, the hardest part is that it's a job that I go to five days a week mm-hmm. And it's and I basically am doing the same things, so that was something I never I didn't really uh, anticipate. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, I've never had a job this long. How do I, <laughs> how do I keep it interesting? And how mm-hmm. do I, how do I stay engaged because I'm passionate about keeping the the line to a limited number of multifunctional products. So how do I how do I keep it interesting mm-hmm. and um, exciting. It's interesting that you say that I, I have a mentor who I was telling him that one day, like I, you know, I do the same thing over and over again. I'm, I'm, I hate, I felt guilty. It's like, I'm a little bit bored. Um, yeah. And he said to me, well, if you're bored, that means it's working. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so he was like, you know, just keep doing what you do, add something new on to keep yourself interested. But if you're bored, and you're making money, then it's working. I never right. really thought of it that way. It's like, you know, right. I thought we're supposed to be always stimulated and excited. And, um, right. but there, so there's something to be said for having that challenge. Um, and you've earned it, you know, because you've been doing this for, for so many years and your, your business and your brand actually has a life of its own now. It's wonderful. Yeah. I feel honored. Mm-hmm. I would, it's, it's really, I feel like I've gotten a lot, really lucky along the way. And yes, I have worked my booty off, but mm-hmm. I've also, um, I just feel not to get too mystical, but I sometimes feel like these products came through me. Like mm-hmm. I hardly did anything. And I, I don't know. No, you know what? I think, I don't think that's mystical. I think that's really what happens. I do. I mean, I feel like we've totally different businesses, but I feel the same way. It's like, I'm, I'm the person whose hands are moving and I'm doing the work, but it is flowing through me because this is what I feel like I was meant to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. 
And I think whether it's, you know, training horses or landscaping, you know, grass or making perfume or training entrepreneurs or dog sitting, if it's coming through you that way, it is a mystical experience. It's a magical experience. Yeah. Do you? And yeah, I feel that way. And you're so good at it. I just have to say, when I saw you at the Renegade Craft Fair, um, you, I just felt like I was, I had a spring in my step for the rest of the day. It was wonderful. (laughs) Well, I felt the exact same way and I couldn't get to your booth fast enough. And, um, you know, I want to encourage everyone to check out the Balm, B-A-L-M, which is one of my favorite products of all time. As I was telling Nevis um, a little bit ago, it's one of the ones that I literally have like taken my finger and scraped out the bottom. Like, you know, when you're at the bottom of a jar and I have my fingernails aren't that long, but they're a little long. So I had to like bend my fingernail to get to get the last little bit out of the corner of the jar it's a wonderful product and the ephemera perfume i just have to ask this there were 80 jars i bought number 78 are there any more left yes i have three only three okay guys you heard it if you if you like perfume and you can really relate to this sort of modern vintage aesthetic it smells that way if 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 modern vintage had a smell it would be that perfume. So, oh my gosh. Okay, so now Nevis, we're gonna get to some kind of fun and quirky type questions. You live in the Lost Coast. Like, what is the hardest thing about living so far away from what other people might call, quote unquote, you know, civilization? Uh, No restaurants. (laughs) Okay, so you must be quite a chef then. I'm a pretty good cook, but you know what? Sometimes I'm just like, well, okay, we do have one restaurant where we can go get a burger, mm-hmm. and we have our restaurant. But, you know, when I don't want to go down to the Rose, I'm making all the food, and that gets a little old. Sometimes I just like to go out for some Thai food or something. Right, right, right. What <laughs> is your favorite technological tool to use for your business? The internet? The internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. All right, good. So that simplified that one. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Um, and, and okay. And so my last question is share a little bit more about what being indie means to you. Indie means making my own decisions. Indie means running my business, how I want to run my business. Now, of course there are certain uh, certain things that I, gosh, let me, let me find the word for that. There's certain protocol that I feel like we all need to, uh, adhere to as far as labeling and, and, um, making our products safely. But as far as running my business, Mm -hmm. I can do that exactly how I want to. I can, um, work with the, the businesses that I want to, I can use the language that I want to, I can, I can find my customer because there are so many people in, in our world that there are enough people that I can have as small a niche as I want. And it's still a lot of people. Isn't that wonderful? I can have as small a niche as I want and it's still a lot of people. 
that that mindset that's an abundance mindset and it is the perfect way to conclude our time together today nevis thank you so much for being here on the indie business podcast it was my pleasure now everyone you need to head over to buy nevis and let me spell that by and like nancy ie v like victor e s like sam you won't see it anywhere else so if you just go to the internet <laughs> Nevis's favorite tool and type in N-I-E-V-E-S you will come up with her and you'll be sure that you're in the right place thank you so much again for sharing from your heart and reminding us really Nevis that entrepreneurship really is a magical experience have a wonderful day you too bye now bye Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Nevis Rathbun of By Nevis in Petrolia, California. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and also listen at my website at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash podcast. And if you're listening on iTunes, won't you do me the honor of rating this podcast? It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing people and stories featured on the Indie Business Podcast. This is one of the chief ways I fulfill my own personal mission to help people maximize their success through small business ownership. As more and more people tune in to this podcast, we reach more lives and more lives are changed through the benefits of small business ownership. You can also share episodes from my blog at Indie Business Network to your favorite social media outlets to help me spread the word. I'll see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.